Welcome everyone to our first lively webinar. Um, we use the term webinar quite loosely because it's more of an interactive video chat, so please do interact with us. And as you've, some of you have just sort of caught on, we're discussing this incredible and extraordinary topic of brand health. And it's at a time where um, we just, we're seeing so much change. So it was fitting to invite my good friend and brand expert Elle to join me. So welcome and thank you. Great inviting me, Charlotte. I really appreciate it. Feels very formal, doesn't it? It does. Um, but yeah, so, you know, where we're at right now is um, we are seeing the largest and fastest behavioral change and that's global behavioral change. I think that we ever have. So not just in our lifetime, but in history, um, even a post-war change did happened at a slower rate than what our behavioral change is happening right now and if we think about what we have experienced we have experienced the digital revolution and that was a huge behavioral change and we're about to go through an even bigger one in a shorter space of time and some brands pivoted and responded to that digital revolution quite quickly and they had quite healthy uh, activity on it um, but now we're going to have, and some brands didn't, they're still catching up with it. And, but now they're catapulted. They have to make that, that transition. Um, but we also have to do it in a very human first way. Um, what I've been really interested to see is the change in brand of per, like personal brand, job brand, industry brand. Then you've got the SME brand and the corporations as well. Um, but if we just think like to a bin collector, two, three weeks ago, an overlooked role. It wasn't anything. Sure. Now positioned as a local hero. Yeah. And what that will be, you know, what will that be in three months time? It's just, it's incredible. It, it is incredible, isn't it? I think, you know, it, it's, we're going through such, as you said, rapid change. Mm. And this is week five, isn't it, of the lockdown. I think each week has pretty much felt like a year in all honesty, every day has felt like a week, certainly. And it's that rapid change, but I mean, in many ways, it's incredibly freeing. And it's allowing us, I suppose as SMEs, it's allowing us to make pivotable change really, really easily, because we're quite used to it as SMEs. Mm. Um, and I wanted to kind of talk certainly around some of the brands that positively have adapted super quickly and I feel have pivoted in a way that they probably never would have done if this pandemic hadn't come about. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I should then kind of tell you about some of the webinars that I've really been inspired by Charlotte. Yeah definitely. So DBA, Design Business Association, I've been a member since Drew was initially initiated, so that's a long time, it's coming up 15 years in May. They, we pay an annual fee to be a member and they're really great, they're prestigious. Their events are often an extra cost and during this pandemic, they've allowed uh, online webinars to be free to join and listen to and, inter and interact with. And the learning from that has just been absolutely incredible. Um, to name a few Blair ends who said you know value the relationship over revenue and I think that's really important to reflect that in how your brand is communicating right now sale that is quite a dirty word at the moment but people want to see authentic and make personal relationships with a brand that's been really truthful 
and craftsmanship. Have you have you experienced that, Charlotte? Yeah, I think it's uh, probably one of the best um, statements I've heard for during this period is that the relationship over revenue is probably one of the biggest pivots that any brand or its tone of voice is going to have to take, because in a way that you would publicise um, a product and even its price, if we look at the SaaS kind of technology upgrade models that was very automated it became you know subscription models have boomed in the last five years um, and that was because their productization and their pricing was very clear and they didn't need a human involved in it um, and that was booming but it's going to be really interesting to see that because a, hu a brand has to humanize and it has to have that relationship and it has to have a tone of voice that is personal and supportive and the SaaS um, technology companies really have got a big job to move quickly and humanize their entire brand which is going to be really interesting um i think also there are ways of helping people buy without selling and there are ways of keeping your brand authentic still in a selling market so i'll use um asos as an example Mm -hmm. ASOS in an environment for albeit online retail and have done so well for a long time that we assumed retail would struggle even more and it has um, but we thought online retail would because in a in a time when um, people don't know if they're going to be paid if after furlough will they be made redundant we're going into a global recession and fine we can have mortgage breaks but we don't know in three to six months time what money's going to be in the bank you would think that disposable income is um, very low and you wouldn't be buying things that are not a necessity. That was my interpretation. And then look at what ASOS have done. They've seen a 30% increase in this, uh, in this month compared to the same month last year. Um, and that was because they humanized their, um, what's the word, they humanized their menu. Um, so when you land on their menu, it says, you know, new working from home styles with images, dressing from the waist up, yeah, awesome ways of just humanizing their uh, menu from the app and from their online um, mobile shop to make it e again making it easy to buy but not selling even yeah. if you want to browse and just take inspiration of what to wear on your now video calls from the waist up um, they're, they're doing it through inspiration rather than selling um, and it's a great example of how they very quickly I mean within days pivoted their entire menu and shopping user experience and I, I presume it's globally as well. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. And there were some statistics around that as well. You know, uh, social media today has some really interesting consumer statistics about how, you know, 7%, so that's really low, of people expect to see companies have business as normal. Yeah. And on the online kind of retail side, you're absolutely right. We're very used to seeing messages that are like, our oh, deliveries are delayed. Um, and just, I think it's really important actually to have some sort of acknowledge, nod and acknowledgement. So a quick, a quick COVID brand health piece of advice would be to put a statement on your website mm. to let people know that we're going through this transitional time, yeah. that your team, your staff are all healthy and fit and that well if they are goodness you know be awful if they're if they aren't as well but that you're there for, for your customers mm -hmm. and you're happy to make things happen for them yeah and bear with them i think people need to have that reassurance right now and 
it's what you said earlier about the human side as well mm-hmm. to you know especially big brands they often are, are relatively faceless even if they have a name at the helm such as Stella McCartney but actually they are humans running that company and they really do care about not just their supply chain, um, which will have been impacted by the pandemic, but also the customers as well. Yeah. Um, the other thing to note is, along with the 7% of, of uh, people didn't think that people, so business as usual doesn't exist anymore, but 82% said that if a company was seen to be given giving money or donations to frontline staff, such as the the bin men that you mentioned earlier, then people are massively, customers are massively inspired by that. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, donation has never been seen like this before. Mm. And I'm just finding that, um, I mean, you know, I'm a massive giver of community spirit and um, donating not just my time, but also financially to community projects but actually i think this is a global thing now and people yeah, absolutely. are aware of it um and i think it's i think it's really important actually a couple of points on that is they um i'm, a bit, I'm always a bit cynical of companies giving just a donation and i think others are as well especially when they have they can see how um a lot of the cost and wastage that does happen in charities albeit right now i think the humanization of a brand is around what they are physically doing so like um and angus asked a great question about how do you humanize a brand when you can't see people face to face and i think we should touch on that um the just putting a message on a website and if you put this is this is not the time for standardizing your messages that we are you know that very standard covid19 has struck and we are you know doing all we can to work with the government and their advice like no one wants to see that they can get that from the news that's very clear the brand needs to be bold and it needs to be brave and it also needs to really think internally about what they are doing with their teams and having that in their message about what the teams are doing how they're keeping them safe what they're doing with their service um, is essential it has to be personalized um, i think one of the worst things that a brand can do right now is put that standard messaging up about what they're doing um, and you know if you are in the service industry when you land on the site it needs to be very clear about how the service is being delivered right now and how it might be delivered in a few weeks time and acknowledge that it's going to be changing over the next few months you don't know what that's going to look like if you can start planning for it, then even better because you will be ahead of the game so that your customers feel safe so that they know the service will continue and they know that you will be there in a few months time. From a product based business, there needs to be a really clear and honest update on how you can get the products and how they're doing the delivery. And, you know, go as far to talk about maybe the delivery service and what yours or that delivery service is doing to protect those people. Um, There's a lot online right now about we, you know, you shouldn't really be ordering unless it's really essential. And then you sort of have that guilt. Is this essential? Do I really need this? Is this helping my own well-being while in lockdown? And you have to balance that out. Um, and I think brands need to address that from the point of well, before they even order. Um, yeah, right, right at the start point, right at yeah. the realisation that you want that thing. I think the three words I keep absolutely front of mind, whether you're a service provider or, or a product, is authentic personal and be truthful Mm -hmm. be honest it's you know we are it's 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 complete this is affecting every single person on the planet so don't pretend that it 
that it is and, and just be really honest and, and that's why I think you're right giving a, a, a normal statement that you could have copied and pasted off of any website is, is, is not yeah. going to do it um, how have you how have you personally pivoted a brand or seen other brands yeah sure pivot? so um, we've had to take a very um, sort of deep look at our actual offering and look at you know what we did offer we had a huge event side of the business you know we're not going to be doing events for a while or in the near future but when we are they will be smaller they will be personal and they will have to be human experiences in real life on a smaller scale so we will start to look at what those micro moments need to look like for brands uh, but right now it's about how to create human moments and connections online so previously we've always been about brand moments and connections and we did that online offline and in real life now we've had to really quickly change that and this is human moments and connections online so back to sort of angus's question about how do you how do you do that um, it comes back to the same way that we've gone from meetings to video and actually I'm in your home and you're in my home and we're getting to know people on a much deeper level. Their kids are running in and out. Um, these things are happening and you, you're, you've humanized what would have been a formal meeting in seconds just from the from the platform. These sure. are all recordable. We all have amazing devices where we can record videos and in the same way that we would tell are uh, a client that we are really close with it should be the same tone of voice that you're then putting on the home page of that website what this environment is doing and what is so exciting if that's a word we can use right now is that we will be forced to bring down the barriers of fear and imposter syndrome and this mentality of a brand has to be totally professional and totally all together at all times to actually we are people in this brand and we are brands ourselves um, and we on that video can humanize what we're doing so what we're doing with our human moments and connections is part training because brands are going to be under a lot of pressure to not have huge agency bills and they're also going to have half their team so the team that are on furlough and the marketeers that are still working need upskilling very quickly so there's there's that that we've offered to our current clients and other people um, that we've put through our social media we added more offering into our packages so our go live package is now um, all content creation for them and training with that on a monthly basis uh, we've changed everything to 30 day notice if they need to get out they need to get out and that's absolutely fine and our clients that are really struggling that have you know that have been impacted by this terribly um, you know they're not charged and they get the same service um, because it's very much what you said it's the relationship over the revenue yeah completely it's 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 certainly not around profit or margins at this stage I think it's and, and we're the same and I think the brands that I've really respected during this are great to share resources, really quick to share resources and tools and learnings that they have found to improve their quality of either having a communication or bringing the team in um, has really benefited a lot of a lot of companies. And we, and we are very quick to give away that information. I also I mean, I like the fact that you use the 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 term exciting, I think this is actually a really positive time as well. I certainly feel that we as an agency and certainly our clients, we've been able to slow down and actually strategize really, really clearly about what, where we're going, roughly speaking, and how, how do we want to get there? What legacies do we want to leave? I've had 
so many conversations with clients these past weeks about legacy and i don't think that's ever really been brought up before this pandemic which is interesting people are becoming very aware of of the footprint that they leave behind mm. um, which is beautiful actually yeah i think it's yeah i think that's it when you're in crisis or in crisis mode you um you you have that brutal simplicity of thought and when you go right into that core and very much back to the core values and what do you want to be known for the context of that question changes dramatically and that is something that every brand has to answer first and foremost in the values and do they do your and it's testing your values do your values still stand now when you're asking yourself that question exactly um, and from that point that's where you need to really pivot the okay what are we known for right now and what part of that are we proud of and what do we want to be known for next this time next year um, and you mentioned it earlier, you know, as, as business owners, as brands, as strategists, we focus, we do our 10 year plan, our five year plan, our one year plan, and then we go down into quarters and we have those quarterly goals and rocks. Um, now your plan can't really go beyond a week. Yeah, absolutely. But your brand can. Yeah. Um, and the brand and that tone of voice and how you want to communicate and how you're known is, is probably the most important thing you can work on right now. I also think there's a lot to be said for collaboration, even though we're not in necessarily meeting over face-to-face um, -face or networking um, or, or like said events, but we are meeting over digital re realm. And I think there is a lot to be said for, uh, we are personally having conversations with bigger design agencies that can't, can't be quite as nimble as we can. So they're asking for our help on what we've had as an open source solution and whether they can adapt that and put that into their into their company to help help through this period of time and that is just brilliant i love the fact that we can break down those uh, barriers of these you know in it that's what i mean by removing the hierarchy mm -hmm. is that actually now we're sort of almost everyone is together in this and sharing ideas and you're you're right if there are people out there who are like well i'd love to be able to pivot and and change my business model or have an e-commerce website um super quickly because it's something that we don't have now there are ways of doing it quickly we'll continue <laughs> um that spike is on now on our webinar um, but it's really interesting to look at some smaller brands that have done a really, really great job in this environment. And I think you would always remember who helped you and who was great during this time rather than what they did. And it will be about sentiment and offering rather than a product or a service. Um, and I've really noticed that in a network that I'm part of, which is called Entrepreneurs Organization, which is an accelerator program and then a graduation program and support and a network for entrepreneurs globally. Um, and what has been amazing is that for um, the same membership fee, we have had double the amount of content, daily updates, support groups, um, some like global inspirational speakers that have just joined for free. Um, that I was just talking about. EO. Um, and then we'd had events that we would have done um, in real life that went onto video. So in that time, they've then gone through and sent out um, bottles of wine and food so that it's delivered on the day. And we've had that experience um, in real life together. And those, those sort of micro moments are what um, help us, you know, continue because that relationship with that network is now so strong that 
even when we're going to have to cut our budgets and we think about what we invest in we um i wouldn't even question whether you know that network wasn't going to be in our budget because of the relationship that they've built that is so fantastic isn't it i love the fact that eo do that i just think that's brilliant i just think it's really again very personable uh sorry about that just shows live <laughs> where spike's trying to kill the uh very lovely post lady who you know <laughs> frontline worker i'll be giving her a massive tip definitely um, <laughs> at some point but yeah i think you know eo doing that just shows an enormous amount of support it's not saying that every um that you should send every customer a, a bottle of wire and ask for a zoom call but there are probably personal personal notes or a message that you can <laughs> just the post person's back <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's a good point because it's fine if it's not a bottle of wine if it's not that as a micro moment what else can you do as your brand so is it a, a asking how they are is it sending some um advice is it a f um free training or something that you can do is it that people that are maybe on their own and a bit isolated right now maybe they work on their own or they don't have a big team, you know, can join your team and, you know, they become a collaboration and a, and, and a part of yours. But um, I'm also interested in um, what sort of people are, and especially sort of people that are alive and listening are really worried about from their brand. Like what is the biggest brand challenge right now? Is it around this uncertainty or you know, this imposter syndrome or fear? Um, or are there just new, there, there are other things that we maybe haven't covered yet. And I think while people are thinking, um, you and I obviously have um, the same coach as well. And that's, um, that's a really interesting relationship because you have, um, it's a, it's a paid service that you do and you choose, you know, who you're going to work with. Um, but even at that in, in a time like this, we've seen such um, an incredible support system in that network and that offering that um, goes way beyond the transactional relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, straight out, straight out of the gate, he was, he was there, Angus was there, I know that he's online right now, offering support, extra, extra meetings and webinars, and his lovely wife sent a book called Raise Your Game, mm -hmm. which I'm, uh, I'm reading three books at the moment, you know, nothing like having a learning experience whilst during a pandemic he has also offers you know advising people that don't have a coach and he's advised that he can do that for free mm. and i mean i've i've had loads of criticism over the years as i'm i'm always giving away work and advice for free because i always think that the more we all succeed the more beautiful this world can become um, but now I have a legitimate reason to give work away for free, <laughs> within reason. I mean, you have to work with me, so that's, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not always a win-win. Um, and one thing that sort of strikes me is that um, with these, and it happens a lot in business, there's this boom and then there's this dull. And what we have in this is that we've got this behavioural change and change in perception towards certain industries, certain jobs, um, certain brands that have, that have really shown really healthy activity 
Um, and then there's this peak and then there's this drop. So the brands that are on that wave, how do you think or what do you think they can do to maintain that? And the brands that are not necessarily on the wave, because it's not in their industry, have had to sort of hibernate a little bit, but can come out of their shell afterwards. What should they be doing? Gosh, that is such a big question, Charlotte. Um, I think it comes down to really, really digging deep and using this time to really think, like I said, think of your legacy. Think of, you know, what, what do you want your business to, but how do you want it to behave and become, and how, what do you want it to be known for? And dig deep on that and really stand by that. You know, it's, and like I said, it's much more about profit now. It's, it's much more about who can you, whose life can you enhance, whether that's a member of staff or a customer. It doesn't really matter. But I think in that term of where you are on the, on the curve, it's really tricky. But I think spend this time really digging deep. Interesting. I think there'll also be quite a lot of brands that are a bit fearful at the moment of putting things out. Oh, I'm not, you know, on the front line or I'm not involved or I don't have a food delivery service or something I can give away for free. Um, so I shouldn't be saying anything and I should hibernate until we come out. Do you think that is a healthy strategy or what would you advise with that? That's really interesting. I that for me, from the webinars I've been part of, especially the um, Mayor's International Business Growth Programme, because it's such broad sectors. So there's everything from tech to hospitality to um, service providers such as myself. Mm -hmm. And it is a 50-50 split, quite honestly, of people that are either hunkering down and staying very quiet, following their staff, and just waiting for the dust to settle. Now there's some, there's, there's some benefits to that for sure. And if, it, if that's the way, if you are running a, a restaurant, for example, then potentially that's probably the way to, to get through this pandemic. And then 50% are very much along the lines of push on, pivot, do your strategy, get your ducks in a row, uh, find tools that really help you share those tools, collaborate and build your brand. And I'm, I'm definitely from that school of thought, um, mainly because when we do come through this, and I don't have a crystal ball, so I really don't know when that might be, I, I think there's a lot to be said for really having spent the time getting to know your brand and your products and where you want to go and how you want to deliver. will give you so much confidence on the other side that you have no choice but to succeed. And that's great. That's so powerful. But it does take an element of bravery. But it, at the same time, I don't want to say that a 50% that are hunkering down aren't brave, because I'm sure they are. They're just survival mode. Mm. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting between that thing of that survival and thrive. And at what point do you change over? When is it? Mm, when is it possible to do that in a respectable and, and human way? Um, and it's kind of that uh argument about not having content not showing content for content's sake but um like you say if, if there's activity you can do that um develops the legacy of a brand and shows that healthy activity 
um, of how you are developing. I think it's going to be really interesting to see brand stories as they develop through this, like documenting sure. it. There's a lot of videos online right now about their sort of at-home diaries and how fit people are going through that lockdown. Because, you know, in years to come, this whole in environment will be in history books. It will be in history tests. It will be right. something that's spoken about for years. Um, and we don't even know the scale of it right now. Uh, so this is quite an interesting time to document how the brand and the brand is going through that. And that might be an alternative to create content so that you don't have to put things out right now, but you're documenting your journey through it so that on the other side, whatever that looks like, it certainly won't be what it was. Um, there is some sort of online content that shows how your brand has changed and responded in a healthy way. I think that'd be really interesting actually. Um, and I don't think it will, you know, it's not sector specific. It, it should be across the broad board because it's global as well. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how actually how different countries do react as well and what they've done during this period. Mm -hmm. And I guess going back to the 50-50 splits, regardless of whether you're hunkering down or whether you're pushing on, never stop looking at resources and learning and taking advantage of every webinar if you can i mean look after your mental health i'm not saying stay up for 24 hours a day um but yeah keep reading keep learning keep engaged um just a point there from angus about it's a, a good idea to think about your brand in the context of its history and maybe even you know using that time to like document it and look at what what the paint what the what the pivot and what the change is going to be because you know that will be it's also a really good message that you can use not a sellable message but it's a brand message of how you've changed and how you've responded um and i think that would be quite healthy for most brands to consider um great idea. so on that note as a just a quick summary uh what is your kind of wrap up of maybe some healthy brand activities or suggestions that brands can be doing right oh, now. Healthy brand activities. Um, in, terms of, in terms of promotion, check everything so that it has that authentic, personal and truthful approach. Everything you send out, whether it's social media all the way through to your website content. Another healthy thing is, um, Checking in on your team, so important because they are your supporters and they, they are people who serve your customers who are also people. What are your tips? Um, yeah, I think it's the taking stock of your transition and documenting it and, and definitely like moving it forward. Um, and just thinking about there's always something a brand can do to humanize it further and um, be brave with that. Take some risks and some chances right now with your content and your videos and how you put them on your website and how you communicate with your people. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Elle, and thank you everyone for coming in with some great questions and comments. And if there's any other comments or feedback or questions, please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Charlotte.